Chapter Three, Part One of Junior Classics, Volume Two Folk Tales and Myths. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Myra Parker. Junior Classics, Volume Two Folk Tales and Myths by William Patton. Chapter Three the story of lohengrin part one the plot against the beautiful elsa of brabant by constance maud once upon a time there lived in the ancient city of antwerp a beautiful maiden called elsa she dwelt in a grand old palace the walls were thick as any fortress and the towers looked proudly down on the town elsa's father was the duke of brabant a noble prince who for long years had faithfully served his liege lord the king of germany and had won much honor to brabant elsa had an only brother the young prince godfrey and these two loved each other more than any other brother and sister in the world one day the duke was taken ill so ill that he could no longer attend to the affairs of state and a few days later all brabant knew that their beloved duke lay dying as their mother had been dead many years and they had no near relatives the duke then sent for his kinsman count talramund this man was imperious and hot-tempered with manners uncouth as a bear but he was brave as a lion and the duke had full confidence in his good heart and knightly honor the count hastened to obey the royal summons my trusted friend and kinsman frederick of talramund said the duke i am dying with my last breath i confide to thy care my beloved children elsa and godfrey watch over them protect them from all ill till godfrey be of an age to reign and elsa is married to a husband she loves until then i appoint thee as regent and protector in brabant count tellerman knelt by the side of the dying duke and swore solemnly to fulfil the trust and if needs be to lay down his life for the young prince and princess thank heaven murmured the duke and now my cousin is there aught that i can do for thee in return for so great a service he asked o oh, most noble prince there is one boon i would ask were it not so great a gift i scarce dare even to name it answered the count whatever thy wish cousin it is granted if it be in my power to bestow it said the duke readily what is thy request most gracious sovereign stammered the count growing red to the roots of his tawny beard i love the princess elsa wilt thou give her to me to be my wife elsa started without stirring and her face deadly pale she listened breathlessly for her father's reply gladly i would give my child to thy safe keeping noble cousin but in this matter i must leave the maiden free to choose for herself if she accept thy hand thou hast my full consent and blessing more than this i cannot say the count knelt and pressed his lips to the hand of the dying duke who blessing tellermund sank back exhausted and bade him farewell shortly after the good prince died at peace with all elsa heartbroken at her father's death found her only consolation in her young brother godfrey for a long time she refused to see anyone else count tellerman often sought opportunity to speak with her but she avoided him with dread 
then tellerman changed his tone and demanded her hand as his right the dying bequest of her father the duke my father left me free answered elsa indignant never would he wish me to give my hand where i could not give my heart also sir count no woman and very few men had ever dared to contradict his wishes sooner or later he vowed she would be his now there was a wicked lady of a tall commanding figure dark and handsome or truda by name she was very learned and had studied all manner of sorceries which enabled her to exert the magic power of a witch her forefathers had once been mighty princes who reigned over brabant and all the countries round she regarded elsa and godfrey as usurpers holding what rightfully belonged to her and she hated them with a bitter hatred also there was another and a deeper cause for her hatred towards elsa and that was that she herself had long wished to marry count tellramund one day tellramund came to ertruda and told her how elsa had dared to despise his love and reject his hand that he should confide in her pleased ertruda well also that elsa should refuse the count though she loved her none the more for doing so the impertinent minx to take on such airs tellramund found comfort in ertruda's indignation his heart was set on marrying elsa and he was willing to wait long if only he might win her in the end when ertruda saw this she laid a deep plot by means of which she hoped to turn his love from elsa in the depths of the forest was a lonely tower here ertruda was wont to retire and study sorcery for long days and nights together she became at last so practised that she could by enchantments change people into different birds and beasts one day elsa and godfrey were roaming together alone in the forest ortruda always on the watch followed them unseen at a distance after a while they sat down to rest by the side of a pool whose still depths it was said no one had ever fathomed presently elsa and godfrey were startled by hearing a piercing pitiful cry like that of some animal caught in a trap godfrey started up crying i must go and free that poor beast rest here a while elsa i will return shortly he sprang lightly through the thickly growing bushes and trees and was soon hidden from sight elsa waited by the pool thinking of all the happy plans she and godfrey had been making for the future when he would reign as duke the trees overhead rustled strangely and elsa looking up saw a great white swan circling round and waving his wings wildly as though in distress then with a sad cry he flew away elsa grew uneasy surely an hour must have passed yet godfrey had not returned she called aloud godfrey godfrey where art thou but there was no answer save the echo of her own voice which rang through the wood as though mocking her anxious cry then in deadly fear she started up and tried to trace his steps but the dense thicket left no track pale and trembling elsa returned at last to the palace and told how godfrey had mysteriously disappeared that night the forest was searched from end to end with torches and lanterns and all the following day the search continued but not a trace of the missing boy could be found two days after godfrey's disappearance ortruda came to tellramund she appeared in deep distress saying she had something to reveal and dared no longer keep silence alas replied ortruda what i know is well-nigh too terrible to be spoken who will credit my dark tale listen she continued 
thy search for godfrey is useless two days ago i sat alone meditating in my tower in the forest when i espied elsa and godfrey sitting together by the pool that awful pool where tis said a drowning man may sink for a thousand years yet never touch the bottom on a sudden i heard a cry and looking saw elsa aided by a stranger whose face was turned to me push her young brother backward into the dread pool horrible most horrible cried telramund thou sawest this with thine own eyes i saw it with these same eyes that i will swear though it were with my last breath replied ortruda who could dream that such black sin dwelt in one so young and fair ay said ortruda eyeing him askance and knowing that thou lovest her i would have kept silence but when thine enemies whispered that thou being next of kin might thyself have caused the lad's disappearance then my love for thee made me bold to speak the dread secret i thank thee ortruda thou hast ever shown thyself my faithful friend said telramund it were better had i given my love to thee instead of wasting it on one so unworthy my father's house once ruled in this land and in justice should be ruling still ah were poor or true to queen with what joy would she lay her kingdom at thy feet noblest and bravest of men thou art worthy to be a queen cried telramund and that shalt thou be noble and wise or true for here do i swear to make thee my wife instead of her in whom i have been so woefully deceived as for the murderess her cruel deed shall be brought to light she shall be tried by our king henry of germany and both she and her base lover will assuredly be condemned to death in obedience to tellerman's orders elsa was then put under arrest and placed in a dark prison cell to await her trial before the king she was kept a close prisoner no one save the followers of tellerman and ortruda being allowed to come near her in her grief and despair she knelt one night and prayed one long bitter cry for help and all at once her prayer seemed taken up as though on angels wings above the narrow prison cell up up till it pierced the utmost heights of the sky above elsa listened till she heard the faint echo fade away far overhead and as she wondered what it might mean a gentle sleep closed her eyes she dreamt and in her dream she saw a noble knight in shining silver armor swiftly through the air he came and descending to her prison cell stood by her side no word did he speak but with looks and signs he bade her banish all fear and sorrow and trust in him for he was sent by heaven in answer to her cry when elsa woke the bitterness of her grief had passed the vision had departed but she felt assured her prayer was heard and that sooner or later the heaven-sent knight of her dream would come and bring her deliverance end of chapter three part one recording by myra parker